Hello, hello, my food mood friends. Welcome back. Shana Zas, Zen Odyssey, food and mood, body, mind, coaching. Outlive. I got this book from my man. I've actually been advised not to call him my man because of, I don't know, political gender reasons, but we really like to call each other woman and man instead of husband and wife, but it's just our thing, so. Anyway, that's a small little side note into our life. But I love calling him my man. He's my man. So actually, it's, so to go a little bit farther down this road, in, in Israel, where he's from, the word husband actually means owner, which I'm and he are totally not into. So I don't know what the thing is with man, calling him my man, but like, I'm totally independent. I'm respected. <laughs> And I'm a woman, and he's my man. Anyway, my man bought me this book, Outlive, by Peter Tia, The Science and Art of Longevity, for my birthday. Welcome! Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe, and share while you're there. And so if that gets helps you know anything about me, I am like, I'm so into health. Like if there's like what I, I really prioritize spending my time with my little one and then spending time with friends in person is like one of my favorite things to do. And then if there's time where I watch TV or read, it is pretty much always health. Sometimes I get into some, rom some romantic comedies or some romantic dramas. I love love and I love relationships, so that kind of floats my boat sometimes. Bridgerton is one of my favorite episodes, uh, TV series. There's a third one coming out soon, I'm excited. But mostly, like, I will read health, or I will watch health documentaries. I, it's like, it's like what I really love to, like, when I wanna kinda chill, like, that's still what I like to put in my brain. So I wasn't totally surprised, and also he and I, like, really do share a value and a passion and a prioritization towards health. We both really love it. It's one thing that we're extremely aligned on. Not on every aspect of health. Like I would say he's much better at exercising. Exercising is like one of my weaknesses. You've heard me talk about it before. Although I am dancing, I'm like really like trying to figure out how can I bring fun into my workouts. So I'm working on that and actually dancing doing some hit dance work, work uh, workouts on just on YouTube have been really great. Highly recommend it. And yeah, he's like way better exercising. Food, we're like extremely on the same page, which is just such a blessing. And yeah, we also love, like one of the things like we listen to podcasts together and we listen to podcasts together, it's always about health. He listens to other stuff and I listen to a couple other things, mostly like coaching stuff, but Health is like our big main thing that we both really have in common and both really love. So he bought me this book. I think he partly bought it for himself. I think he's also very excited about reading it, but he's letting me read it first. And I opened it up the first night and I snuggled in bed and I read the table of contents and then I like saw that the last chapter was on emotions. And I later learned from him I, when I was like, yeah, I read the emotions chapter last night. And he was like, oh yeah, they were talking about it on the podcast that that's like 
one of the talked about, or like, I guess maybe that's the chapter that Peter's talking a lot about. Peter, the, the author, Peter Tien. Hello, my friend, how are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. Um, and so he was talking about how, like, like he was kind of like laughing and not surprised that that's the chapter I flipped to because I'm all about emotions. Like I feel like emotions are just so dang important. Like I spent the first half of my life really repressing them and trying to escape them and getting pretty miserable, living pretty miserable. And so for me, like so much of my health journey is centered around my emotional journey and that that was really what got me out of my depression, also food changes, but like a really big piece was the emotional component of like not resisting them and really, so the way that I really think about emotions is like how we're in relationship to them, what we're doing, how we're responding or reacting to them, what we're thinking and feeling about them. Are we thinking that this is bad and I shouldn't feel this way? Are we realizing this is life and there's hard emotions and this is a normal human experience? And so that relationship is our thoughts and feelings about our emotions, which then are like ultimately our, relationship with them, how we, how we are with them. And so I really, like, I love skipping to his last chapter and reading that first. I like to read last chapters anyway first, but this one particularly was great because it was about emotions. And he, I, I really love the way he wrote the chapter. He talked about like that this was the one chapter here. He was the patient and not the doctor. And he talked about how he labeled the chapter work in progress. And then he also says something in the beginning of the book, I think it's in the intro. He says, finally, as I learned the hard way, striving for physical health and longevity is meaningless if we ignore our emotional health. Emotional suffering can decimate our health on all fronts and it must be addressed. And I just really love that he's like talking about this and saying all this and also sharing his emotional journey and from what I gather so far of reading his book and understanding his story is that his emotional kind of awakening or relationship or conscious relationship, I'm, those are my words, started more at the end of, well, at the more, in the more recent time of his life. So, and I think he's over 50. So he spent the first part of his life like as a doctor making exercise changes, food changes, doing all the things, but not really, and what he shares is like, um, healing and addressing some of the traumas that happened in his childhood, which we, most of us have traumas that happened and most of us stuff them down. And one of the things I really like to help with my clients is like, we, we can't actually get rid of or avoid our emotions, like resisting them, avoiding them. It doesn't work. It just pushes them down into our body. And I like to call it issues in our tissues. My coaching teacher, she talks about the concept of pain now or pain later that we don't actually ever get to like avoid it completely. And I really try to help my clients help get their brain on board because our brain's default is to avoid emotional pain. So like that's all of our natural, like our brain wants us to survive and it's got the motivational triad, avoid pain, seek pleasure, seek ease or comfort. And so avoiding emotional pain is part of our brain's wiring and it's, and it's, that's, so we have to overcome that, overcome that default, avoid, resist, like, and we actually have to do the opposite consciously, intentionally, and lean in and feel it. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite simple, except for that there's a part of like, that it's just not natural or normal for us. And so once you start taking on the practice of leaning in and feeling your emotions, then it becomes 
really easy. It's that switch over. It's that habit shift from default resist to like, oh, there's an emotion here. Let me lean in and feel it. I personally am actually going through a lot of emotions lately. And at the, at the moment this month, I actually have in my calendar twice a week for a couple hours space and intentional time where I go and feel my feelings. I either go take a hot tub for me, like being in the water is like a really great place for me to like feel. And sometimes I go for a long walk without any input, without any audio or music or anything, just with myself and my thoughts and my feelings. Sometimes I'll go sit in nature, sit on the ground. I live next to the Truckee River, so I sit next to the river a lot and just give myself that space to clear out and process whatever emotions are going on for me. And lately I've been doing a lot of grief work. I've been working, I started working with my owl, I call him, my psychologist who I worked with um, over the years and he's really been encouraging me to do grief work. And wow, grief work is not fun. It's like hard, it's really hard. And I definitely resist it a lot, but I know that when I resist it, I start to get depressed and I start to get really heavy. And one of the other things that I was talking with a couple of my clients this week of like, when we don't feel our feelings, it's like, we're kind of full. We're like at capacity. We don't have space inside of ourselves. And so when we feel our feelings, we have more space. We have like literally like we're less clogged up with emotions. And like when we're clogged up, we're like irritated and frustrated. And when we're like spacious, we have more patience. We have more compassion. Like who doesn't want more patience and compassion? Like, uh, you know, it makes me think of when I, I've done a few week long plus meditation retreats. And I remember one time my mom lives right next to one of them. And this is when I was in college, like nearly 20 years ago. And I did have a Pashna, I think over just before Christmas, I think it maybe ended on Christmas. And then I was hanging out with my mom and she was like, wow, you're so easy to be around. And I was just thinking about that comment this week of like, there's a big difference. Like, you know, in, in Vipassana, like what I did that week was like process so much emotion. Like there was no input. It was just me and my brain and my emotions. They like talk a lot about it with like some, some scars and like the, you know, the, the energies of our bodies. I mean, I, I felt so much energy move through my body that week. It was crazy. Emotions, energy, whatever it was. And at the end of it, I mean, the first four days were like hell, like really, really, really hard. But then around day seven, things started feeling like really light and beautiful. And by day 10, it was just like, I felt like a new person. I just felt totally cleaned out and refreshed and like light and I think a big part of that was just like not having the input, which is actually interesting. Now I'm thinking about it with food of like, when we remove, when we stop taking in so much toxins. So when we start to stop taking in so much stimulation, then it's like, a, it gives our body opportunity to process and heal and rebalance. I didn't actually make that connection. I think that there is a connection between like intaking food and intaking stimulation, like, you know, thoughts and stories and events and all these things that input like, being in a meditation retreat, there's no input. Like you're literally just in this like very simple, almost no stimulation experience. And you're just with yourself, which is kind of the maddening crazy part of it. Cause it's like all the stuff that we like to escape. 
I remember traveling and like realizing like I come across the world and like I'm all my shit's still here with me. It's like <laughs> until we process it and we let it go and we lean into it and we have a practice of really being in an emotionally and emotionally healthy place, which is basically just instead of resisting and avoiding, we lean in and we feel. And yeah, it's really, really rewarding. It's really, really rewarding. It's not fun work, but it is so rewarding and so refreshing. And as Peter Tia says, it's without it, the rest doesn't really matter. And so it is actually, it's like really cool to have him like say it from his perspective because the way that I built my program is to work on the emotion piece first. So understanding that our brain creates emotions and that we have options of how we respond and react to our emotions. And so I call it like an internal management system that we get to have a different way of being with our internal reality, which helps us need the external vices, the external dopamine hits like food or junk food or over caffeinating or over smoking or over drinking or all of the over watching, over scrolling, over, you know, whatever we're doing to escape our emotions. When we understand how our emotions work, then we need those less. So instead of just saying like, you know, eat less, stop overeating. It's like, well, let's look at why you're overeating. I was just talking to someone who has a really big sugar problem and I can hear in him like all of this tension, you know? And it's like, well, where we start is with your emotions. We don't actually start with the food. We start with why are you eating? Why are you overeating? Why are you like so hooked on this sugar habit? So thank you for your time and attention. If you're wanting to do this work, come find me. It's the most rewarding work ever for both of us. And I'll see you next time in my next video and have a beautiful day and feel those feelings. <laughs>